Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I'm your host, Logar the Barbarian, joined by Eric of the Merry Mushman. Welcome. Thank you. You know, I used to be a barbarian as well, uh, but I hit 50 and now I'm just a wizard. That 50 is like the next mile marker here on my, on my card. It's coming sooner than later. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. So you all have, I, you all, first off, I've got the three Nokia shoes and they're amazing. Thank you. And I love them. <laughs> I love them. But you have another one you're putting out as well, correct? Yeah, we are. We are branching out of the magazine compilation OSR kind of zone to uh, do something that we, we, we've been wanting to do uh, for a long time. It's, called a folklore bestiary um so it's a monster box but it's not your your dad's monster manual as we say in the in the video it's thick but it only has uh, 40 monsters and they all come with uh, legend or the superstition it, it's uh borrowed from from across the world so some of them are, are stories from our own childhood uh, and we've got some of our knock friends to uh, write some of them as well. So it stands the globe, but it's kind of still like there's like a big part of it that's stuck in the south of France. Interesting. That's Interesting. Where I'm from. Uh, you know, my family, my grandmother was from France, but <laughs> that's just another story from another time. <laughs> if you if you do have stories from her, we're, we're interested. Uh, yeah, you know, she left during World War II when the Nazis invaded. Mm -hmm. They fled and came to the U.S. So that's how I ended up out here. She ended up out here. So it's getting a little off, though. So these got a lot of different beasts from different cultures. Now, this is a paper like the Knock magazine has this really cool um, dust jacket to it. Are we going to expect it? Is it, are we talking about like a regular hardback book here? Or how is this plan to be printed? It is a regular hardback uh, for once because it's probably going to see a lot of use. Um, <laughs> and also, we, we've always been a bit frustrated because we have weight constraints to ship uh, cheap uh, enough uh, around the world for a knock. So um, if we want to hit 200 pages, it has to be a softback. So this time we're doing only 160 pages, but it will be a hardback. Excellent, excellent. And, and that was one of my first concerns when I was thinking about this. Like, I might have to buy a second a second copy because if it's in the front of the same way, I'm going to tear that up at the table flipping through those monsters during game. <laughs> so I appreciate that. There's two versions as well. There's a, If you really want to buy, buy two copies, you can <laughs> with, a, <laughs> with a good excuse. There's a 5e version as well as an old school essentials version, which is our it's our standard for knock. It's kind of the, the golden standard of the USR now. But Again, for our first time, we're testing the waters of 5e content to see if we can grab some of the people who might be interested in doing more than hack and slashing monsters with with uh, just a 5e version. So same books, a little less art on the 5e book because those stat blocks, they take a lot of space. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it's received by the 5e folk. Now, you said something that's piqued my interest and my curiosity. You said... A little less hack and slash with these monsters. What can we expect? A lot of things, really, because we've left the writers uh, free to do, um, doing air quotes here, gameable content. Mm -hmm. So we've asked for 
stats, uh, obviously, a little bit between one and one and a half page of uh, retelling of the folk tale or some kind of adaptation of, of it to a more D&D setting. And four hooks, that's what we've required from everyone. But then we said, add some more stuff, like between one and three pages of more stuff that the monster could be used in. So we have the uh, obvious lair for some of the monsters. One of the monsters has a dungeon inside it because it's oh, a giant snail. Excellent. French, monst French monster, monster again, giant snail, makes sense. There's a couple of full adventures. There's uh, a hex crawl. There's classes, uh, playable races. Oh, wow. Magical, ma magical items, uh, spell, etc., etc. So what we want is make, like give you the monsters that will generate the whole story around them. It's just not what do I need to put uh, between uh, the treasure and the players. It's what can I do around this monster? I, I think that's good. I, I feel that that's kind of missing a lot of times when you, you run monsters, they turn out, they just pop, a lot of times they become like random tables and they pop up and they're not that interesting and they become mundane. And what makes them fantastic, you can lose sight of in game i th i think that's a really good approach for a for a monster manual or a bestiary i really appreciate that because i prefer it to be something more than just oh there's a monster we ran into let's kill it <laughs> yeah and that's part of what makes the the osr scene so interesting as well that's, that's also why we think that it could be uh, it could bring more people who are not into playing a video game but doing the math themselves <laughs> So yeah, some of the monsters actually wouldn't be very interested, interesting to fight in themselves because, you know, they're just gnomes and they do things that gnomes can do and you would probably hack them into uh, hits of your, your battle axe, but they're gnomes who love to drink and will uh, uh, give you a lot of stuff if, if you can drink them under the table, but they're cheating anyway. <laughs> All the stuff that's coming from from those uh, folk tales we grew up with, it relies a little bit on the fairy logic as well. You know, some of them have weaknesses that don't, don't really make sense in the real world, but uh, they will in the fair, in the in the folk tale. So yeah, trying trying to make a monster more more than just uh, Rocco's stats. And that's one thing I've been looking. I've been reading a lot of older fables and tales lately of elves and fae. Um, that are pre-Tolkien, and they're very different from like what Tolkien lent to the elves and all that, and what we got in D and D over the last forty years. Yeah, that's that's something that we've we've um, realized that we were putting this together. Like the old D, the old D and D, uh, the one from pre pre third or even second edition had a lot of stuff coming from uh, science fiction and science fantasy and then that got warped and i'm not going to say that's only at green at greenwood's fault but <laughs> still uh with the forgotten realms and their their heavy Tolkien uh base and then it feels like D&D hopped, went over, it went to the classic myth. Uh, you see some inspirations for, from Greek and Roman folklore and Christian stuff. Um, but it kind of hopped over the what's really the basis of storytelling in our cultures, uh, the folktales. It's also our, our uh, small attempt at, uh, at changing this and give people uh, more 
of an interest, you know, these, these uh, stories they've heard when they were kids. And there's so much books, so, many, so much material that you can find in books these days. Like uh, we've done a lot of research and if this works uh, well enough, it won't be the first, it won't be the only one. It's, it will only be the first of a series. So much to cover. What would you, what kind of things could we expect uh, that that you've uh, considered doing in this series? No, we will just do more folklore, more folklore, folklore monsters. Series, monsters? Um, I'm I'm not saying that we don't have different projects that aren't knock and uh, aren't a, mon- a monsters book. Uh, there's like, one of them is in the in the pipes, and we'll, we'll announce it uh, soon enough. But we also have loads of, lots of ideas. But Excellent. you know, there's only two of us uh, yeah. <laughs> in, in the mushman shed, uh, so uh, we'll we'll take our time. We'll Excellent. So, I, so is there a plan for a knock four anytime in the? Oh yeah. If, oh. Uh, at, at the end of the year, hopefully, uh, our our plan was to work on the bestiary and knock at the same time, and I, <laughs> I can't say that we've done a lot of work on knock in the last month. Uh, but we'll get back to it as soon as this is uh, entirely on track. The the bestiary is almost done like there's like 25 percent of the work that needs to be finished um so as soon as it's, yeah it's on the rails we'll, we'll get back to knock four that's another that's another resource that uh, we have loads of osr wisdom and knowledge and uh, i keep getting uh, submissions uh, for new content that was never seen online before um so yeah knock is still happening don't worry about that the first issue one and two of knock had had a very specific style of cover that the third one seems to have deviated from i'm curious what we can expect for the fourth cover because the covers of those things are are brilliant <laughs> thank you yeah the idea of of doing whole of knock with uh, monster faces from tim molloy uh kind of died as we realized that one and two had been very successful. So we realized that it would probably be more than three, four or five, uh, where we're here to stay, looks like, as long as we have a following. So we decided to do, since we're doing two issues a year, they, they will come in pairs, basically. So uh, for knock four, sorry, expect more adventurers in, in a weird place. Uh, and next year, I don't know. We'll see. So maybe a, a totally new direction for five yeah. and six, perhaps. Then I like Absolutely. that. I like that. That's a good. That's a really cool approach. It's pretty neat, and the art's beautiful. That it, it is the layout and design in those books is. I think it's kind of like one of the most innovative things out there in the role-playing game industry right now, those knock magazines, to be honest. We've well, said that a few times here. Olivier will blush when you'll hear this. Uh, <laughs> I have no, I can't take no credit for anything visual in, uh, in knock. Like he's, he does art direction and he's been um, a layout guy for 30 years, something like that. Um, and yeah. Coming, making his own projects, let him lose and free to do anything he liked. Uh, so I'm glad he does. Yeah. And every time, every 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 uh, new issue, I get a PDF and I'm like, what is this? Is it going <laughs> to work in print? Uh, and invariably, he does. Yeah, it's it's beautiful stuff in print. It it really is. It hits the nail on the head. It, it is, in my opinion, one of the most innovative things that's out there right now. So quick question 
I'm assuming you've been playing these games for a while. How did y'all get into doing OSR related old school type content? What 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 launched that? What led you to that? It actually started when Olivier sent me uh, an email, and we worked uh, together in like 2003, mm -hmm. two and three. Uh, I was doing so back in France. I was uh, working for a RPG publisher. They were the, the guys who been translating Stormbringer from the, from the first time, uh, from the, the first days that like they were one of the um, the old school that I had joined. Um, and we'd been doing the 20 stuff together. Uh, Olivier, I'd, I'd hired him to, uh, to do some writing. Uh, no, no layout at all. Uh, so he wrote, he wrote some adventures with us. And then uh, he dropped out of the scene. I stayed in, but then started working in video games, moved in Ireland. So like, 15 years later, uh, I get an email actually entitled A Message from the Past <laughs> saying, hi, remember me? Uh, I'm publishing war game magazines now and it's working great. And I, uh, I disappeared of, I wasn't interested in role-playing games uh, until last year where I started Googling Dungeons and Dragons and found out about the OSR. I thought it was really great. I found your name there because I had been doing a little bit of design. I never stopped uh, role-playing on my end, um, but kind of went through phases. I went yes. through story games. And I went through, I came to the OSR through Dungeon World, which is mm -hmm. absolutely not an OSR game. <laughs> into the Odd is probably like the big, the big shock. I, I, I took it as a seven in the face, and uh, that pushed me to design games again. So yeah, uh, Olivier was like, I have an idea. We should make something that's... Uh, not a um, news magazine, not a zine. Uh, the name in French is Revue, and there's no word for that, but you could translate it by like a uh, luxury magazine, maybe like uh, one of those nice things that you keep on the coffee table to impress your guests. Yes. I keep mine on, I keep mine on the shelf right next to my, my OSE books, and, uh, <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm scared. I, I'm very... I'm very apprehensive every time I try to read them because I'm scared I'm going to hurt it. It's so pretty. It's so well done. I'm like, oh, I don't want to hurt any of these pages. So I try not. I've learned. I read a lot. So I've learned not to bend the, the crease of yeah. the binding when I'm reading. So I'm just like. I do, I, I do that as well. <laughs> making sure it's good making sure and i'll take the i'll take that beautiful dust jacket off when i'm reading them so i don't ding it up i need to get a second copy of them all <laughs> we're about out of time for today could you let the listeners know where they can find y'all online where they can follow you where they can back you and where they can pick up what you've put out yeah we have a website that's being uh, redesigned whenever uh, one of us has uh, five minutes um <laughs> It's themerrymushman.com. Uh, From there, you, you'll find us on, uh, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, what have you. Uh, I'm even on Mastodon. That's, uh, I'm, I, I've, that's, I've had a hard time getting in there. I can't figure it out. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It needs a little, little bit of tweaking, and I don't think we've reached the, the critical mass uh, yet. But uh, interesting design conversations are happening there. Like, you know, we all miss Google Plus, so we're kind of trying to make it again there. Um, and then we are, until the 28th of this month, we're on Kickstarter, if you want to check out the folklore bestiary, uh, a folklore bestiary, you'll, you'll find us. Excellent. Well, I want to thank you for coming on. If you wouldn't mind sticking around for a few extra minutes, um, would you mind 
if I asked you a few more questions for, for our Patreon and do a Patreon episode no, with you, that would be great. Absolutely. Yeah, happy to. Thank you for coming on. It's been great talking with you. Thanks for having me. No doubt, no doubt. Nice to be on. Oh, it's great to have you on. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at LogarHaleCrom. We're on Patreon. We could really use the support. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.